क्रूरान संसारेश नाराज भवान खिपामी अदस्य अशुभान आसुरेशु एवं जनेशु दिस इज अ फर्स्ट फ्रॉम भगवत गीता दोज हु आर डिराइडिंग अपॉन गॉड देर इज नो गॉड आई एम गॉड दे आर कॉल्ड असुराज असुराज एथीस्ट हर डिमांड्स द डिमांड्स द कृष्णा लॉर्ड कृष्णा पर्सनली सेज द तान हंग दिशत क्रूरा दोज हु आर सच एनवियस अपॉन द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड द रिजल्ट इज that they are thrown into perpetual ignorance and born life after life where they cannot understand what is god because they want to uh, forget god therefore god puts them into such condition that they will never be able to understand what is god this is the version from bhagavad gita by the supreme personality of god uh, that means the condition of the atheist are uh, always abominable taraham disatak kruran samsharishu naradama samsharish samsar means this material entanglement this is called sanshar and naradhama they are called the lowest of the human kind because human life is especially meant for god realization self realization so instead of realizing one self and the supreme self if one derides Uh, it doesn't want to understand what is God, what is God consciousness, what is Krishna. Uh, he is to be understood as the lowest of the mankind. Naradham, adham means lowest. Uh, or, in other words, he is an animal in the form of a man. Naradham is. And birth after birth, birth. Uh, such atheist is put into uh, the species of life where there is no chance of understanding god uh, there are different species we have discussed uh, even in human society there are some species or class that it is not possible for them to understand what is god at all not in the idea generally even the aborigines they have got some sense of god uh, whenever they find something extraordinary just like lightning or a great hill or a great tree they offer their respect that that is sense of god sense of god is there in everyone's heart uh, unless he is an animal everyone heart there is artificially 
we try to drive away disobedience. But uh, there are other, uh, even in the civilized society, there are persons, uh, they are put into such a circumstances that they will never be able to understand what is God consciousness or what is Krishna consciousness. They are so misfortunate. And as soon as one becomes uh, godless or forgetful, his uh, eternal relationship with God, then his life is immediately condemned. Sutre Purinamba Tahana Maniya Vivatva Sapibas Bhanto Bulya Eita Kalpiti Artha Manenahi Bhai Shastra Chari Kukalpana Pashan Nejwa. So that uh, disciple of Prakashananda Sarasati admitted that godlessness in Vedanta Sutra is not the purpose. Uh, actually, by misinterpreting the Vedanta Sutra, they want to establish that there is no God, we are God. Uh, so after explanation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at least there was one convert amongst all the sannyasins, and he was glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Atakvahi Sahikare Krishna Sankirtan, and while he was glorifying Lord Chaitanya, automatically he began to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. Suni Prakashananda Kitu Kahen When his disciple was glorifying Lord Chaitanya and his process of teaching, his spiritual master Prakashananda said like this. Acharya Agraha Adyaita Vad Sthapite. He admitted Acharya means Sankaracharya. He means here Sankaracharya. Sankaracharya wanted that uh, there is uh, only one Brahma and we are also we are also Brahma, but he, he wanted his the philosophy of monism. Uh, dwell in God and living entity separate, uh, they do not admit. They, they admit that God and living entity is the same. It is simply for the time being covered, which is called māyā, māyāvāt philosophy. So uh, Prakāsananda Saraswati also admitted that because Sankarācārya wanted to establish his philosophy of monism, Therefore, he had to cover the real meaning of Vedanta Sutra. Tati Sutra Vakha Kare Onnorite Jani. Onnorite, in a different interpretation, he was very learned scholar. If a scholar likes to present something in a different way, just like an expert lawyer, he can get out of the entanglement of law by jugglery of words and interpretation. Uh, he's called a big lawyer. Similarly, there are philosophers uh, who can put this uh, sim- the, different theories and uh, not admit the existence of God. 
So Sankaracharya real purpose was no no existence of God because he had a very thankless task. He was dealing with the persons who are Buddhist. They did not believe anything except matter. So for them to establish that there is God, it is very difficult. Therefore he adopted this means that uh, there is no separate God. We are all God. Uh, you are God, I am God. And a demonic person, if he is addressed, oh, you are God, oh, he becomes very happy uh, because he does not become responsible to any higher authority. Uh, he becomes God. Uh, he can do anything. He can perform any nonsense. Nobody is going to punish him. It is very nice theory that I become God because I have no more. Suppose you yourself become the government of the United States, then you can do anything. It is very nice. I am everything. I am president. I am secretary. I am everything. Therefore, who is going to check me? I can do any nonsense. This is the basic principle of godlessness. To avoid the higher authority. Just like already in your country, there a class of youngsters who are defying any authority, not only in your country and other countries also. That has become a fashion to defy authorities. So this godlessness is also like that, to defy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. There is no practically difference between Buddha philosophy and Sankar's philosophy. Buddha philosophy says that the matter is everything. Beyond matter there is nothing, everything void. And the combination of matter is the source of our miseries. So you make a dismantlement of the matter, nirvana, there will be no more miseries. And Shankar philosophy says that Brahma Sattva Jagan Mitha, little further advanced admitting the spirit, but he says that spirit is impersonal. There is no God, it is impersonal. So practically the same thing. Ultimately it is void or there is no God. But Vedanta philosophy does not say that. Vedanta philosophy, from the very beginning, it asserts that athāta brahma-jīgyāsa, now it is the time for discussing on the absolute truth. And what is that absolute truth? Janmādhasya-yatā. Absolute truth is the samambonan, substance from which everything emanates. Sei Granta Karta Chahe Samas Thapite Shaste Sahaj Artha Nahetanahita. This is the secret of modern fashionable interpretation. If you want to establish, suppose you have got some conviction, and if you want to establish it, by evidence of an approved literature, an approved literature, just like Gandhi, 
Gandhi wanted to establish non-violence from Bhagavad Gita. He was a, he is known to be a great student of Bhagavad Gita, but he was not at all. His political theory was that he wanted to conquer over the enemies by non-violent method, non-violent non-cooperation. That was his I mean, it's a theory. Uh, He wanted to uh, get away all kinds of non-violence from the world, uh, all kinds of violence from the world. So he wanted to prove from Bhagavad-gītā non-violence. But how you can prove non-violence from Bhagavad-gītā? Because Bhagavad-gītā is being spoken in the violent battlefield. But because he wanted to prove non-violence, therefore he says, oh, this Pandavas means this, this Krishna means this, this chariot means this, uh, this uh, Kurus means this, Dharmakhetra means this, Kurukhetra means this. He has invented and manufactured so many uh, rascal meaning uh, that uh, it is very difficult. Uh, he says that Dharmakshetri, in the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, there is the version Dharmakshetri, Kurukshetri, Samavita, Jujusava. Uh, now, the very word Jujusava means persons who are desiring to fight with one another. Now, how you can prove nonviolence? Uh, but he extracts a meaning. This Pandava means five senses, and the Kurukshetra means this body, in this way, his interpretation. Therefore, all different interpretations, uh, the Vedic literature, either take Bhagavat, Asimad, Bhagavad Gita, or any Upanishad, the meaning is very clear. Uh, it is sheer foolishness to understand that the meaning is vague. Now I am clearing. I am a great scholar. Uh, I, I can interpret in a different way. So, as he bashed them, left the meaning to be cleared by some rascal, you see. He was not himself competent to clear the meaning, but he left the work to be done by some rascal. That is their interpretation. But actually it is not. In every slow, if you know Sanskrit, you will see the meaning is clear. Just like in the Bhagavad-gītā, Dharma Khetri, Kuru Khetri, Samavita, Judusava. There was actually some fight between the two cousin groups and they fought at the battlefield of Kurukshetra. That Kurukshetra is still existing. If you go to India, that there is a railway station, Kurukshetra. It is about, about 150 miles from Delhi. And people go there for pilgrimage, therefore it is Dharmakshetra, the place of religious rites. And in the Vedas, uh, Sam Veda, uh, I think, I don't exactly remember, but one of the Vedas, it is written that Kurukshetra Dharmajajayat, in the Kurukshetra, that place, if you are, anyone wants to uh, perform religious rites, he should go to Kurukshetra 
and perform there. It will have better effect. This is the indication in the Vedic literature. Therefore, Kurukshetra is still accepted. Those who travel, wander in pilgrimages, they go to Kurukshetra. Still, the system is going on. If there is a lunar eclipse, they go to Kurukshetra to make some charities. So Kurukshetra is accepted from the very, very long period in the Vedic age as the place of pilgrimage. So it is stated that Dharmakshetra, uh, how can I interpret that this Kurukshetra means this body? Uh, and which dictionary he finds this meaning? But people are so foolish because Mahatma Gandhi has interpreted. Oh, it is. Right? Oh. So this is going on. So, Sayyidanta Karta Chahe Samatsapati. If anyone wants to establish his own foolish theory, he takes advantage of popular book and try to, tries to explain in his own way. So in other words, uh, it is clear that Sankaracharya, he wanted to establish his theory of monism and therefore he has explained Vedanta Sutra uh, in his own way. But that is not the actual explanation. What Lord Chaitanya said, that is real explanation. All of them admitted. And this uh, Prakashananda Saraswati, uh, he, he also admitted. Bhagavatta manite adyaita nājāyasthāpan. Now, they wanted to establish the theory of monism, uh, no difference between uh, living entity and God. Uh, one, there is no separate God. Like if, uh, admit, if it is admitted that God is the source of everything, uh, then you have to accept duality uh, because the source of everything and the everything emanated, duality. <coughs> Because the whole aim was to get away the existence of God, therefore all the Vedic literature was were interpreted by Shankaracharya in his own way. Still it is going on. That process is still going on. Although uh, there are uh, I mean, many in, uh, I mean, this explanation of Vedanta Sutra by the Vaishnava Sampradaya, just like Ramanam Charja, Madhya Charja, every Vaishnava Sampradaya uh, has his own explanation of Vedanta Sutra. Don't understand, Vedantist means the monopoly by Shankar Sampradaya. No. But uh, people in general, they understand Vedantis uh, means Sankar Sampradha. Uh, because the devotee class, uh, they do not give much importance to Vedanta. Uh, because they read uh, Simad Bhagavatam, and Simad Bhagavatam is accepted by the Vaishnava Sampradha, especially by the uh, sect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
as the real explanation of Vedanta. Therefore, they do not give any other explanation of Vedanta than Śrīmad-Bhāgavata. And because the Vaishnava Sampradaya does not give a very much importance to Vedanta Sutra, because the explanation is there, they are reading actually Vedanta Sutra, people misunderstand that the Vedantist, followers of Vedanta, is the Sankara Sampradaya, not this Vaishnava Sampradaya. That is their misunderstanding. Actually, any Sampradaya, either Sankara Sampradaya, Vedanta Sampradaya, if, he, if they have no standing on the Vedanta Sutra, uh, they are not recognized. Uh, they are recognized. In the Indian system, is, in the spiritual society, that if you have got any sampradaya particular, uh, then you must present your explanation of Vedanta Sutra. How do you understand Vedanta Sutra? Uh, on the basis of that understanding, you will be recognized. So the Vaishnava Sampradaya, they are also Vedantists. And because Vaishnava Sampradaya, they are concerned with the bhakti, bhakti, and I am to say cult. Therefore, in our society, the Vaishnavas, they were pleased to give me this title, Bhakti Vedanta that you will explain the Vedānta Sutra. So this Bhakti-Vedānta title was especially offered to me and do not know why. That's all. So the Vedānta means bhakti, devotional service. That is the Vaishnava philosophy. And Vedānta means for the Sankara-sampradāya that there is no God, I am God. Mimamsa kahe ishar hai karme ranga. You know, there are six kinds of philosophies in India. The Mimamsa philosophy, and Shankha philosophy, and Nay. Nay means logic. Nay philosophy. Then Mahavad philosophy. Then Patanjal, yoga system. Patanjal philosophy, and at last this Vedanta philosophy. So there are six kinds of philosophers. Out of them, only the Vedanta philosophy is compiled by Vyasadev. So it is considered that Vedanta philosophy only establishes the existence of God, all other philosophies. Uh, they do not admit the existence of their atheistic philosophy. Mimamsak. Mimamsak means uh, they have decided that there is no necessity of worshipping God. Uh, if there is any God or like, you do your duty nicely and He will be obliged to uh, award you the required result, then there is no question of flattering Him. That is Mimamsa philosophy. Just like in government, there are so many departments, so you need not to flatter him, but 
you do your duty, you pay your tax, you abide by the laws, then everything will be right. You need not worship any person. That is their philosophy, mimams, karma mimams. Everyone is under the spell of karma. Everyone is suffering or enjoying as a result of his past deeds. So the karma mimamsa philosopher says there is no necessity of worshipping God. You do your duty, just like some moralists say, that what is the use of God, God, Hare Krishna? Just do your duty. But he does not know that what is his duty. The duty is only to worship God and nothing more. That is the duty. All other duties are mayas, a spell only. There is no other duty. Because this human life is meant for that duty. The animals cannot execute that duty. Only the human being. Therefore our only duty is to understand God and engage ourselves in that way. So these different kinds of philosophies are there. Uh, we shall gradually discuss. Thank you very much.